We may be wrong, but it appears the radio business is continuing to shoot itself in the foot. Okay, I'm going to say one word. Two words, actually. Ed Stoltz. I mean, do I need to say any more, Keith? And Keith is going to dig into some personnel changes, including a huge blow-up at the top three CBS markets, TV markets. Big blow-up there. Hi, I'm Jackson Weaver, along with my associate Keith Samuels down in Southern Cal. And for Tuesday, July 27th, this is Media Insultant. Fortunately, Keith, on Media Insultant, we're in a no-mask zone, I've noticed. But I do hear that Governor Newsom has mandated masks for Southern Cal. So are you going to start wearing a mask on our next and subsequent shows? Well, since I am indoors, probably have to, except I'm indoors in my own house and I'm fully vaccinated. So I'm not going to don the mask. But it's not the governor who has ordered the mask mandate for indoors in Los Angeles County or the seven counties surrounding San Francisco that all act in unison. Uh, It's the uh, county health uh, directors that have done that because the governor is under a recall. And on September 14th, he's up for a recall uh, election where we can throw him out. So he's not doing anything. He's not going to lock us down. He's not going to issue mask warnings. He's not going to do any of that because, you know, he wants to stay in office and keep the gravy train going. So, (laughs) you know, but for now, yes, you know, I spent the weekend in Orange County and they haven't worn masks for like six months. And they're all looking at me from L.A. going... Dude, how do you do it? So anyway, no mask today. It's a mask-free zone here in the in the Southern California headquarters of media. Well, we would we would like to keep it that way. All right, it's Groundhog Day now. We have now call oh, it. We don't yes. call it Groundhog Day. We call it Ed Stoltz Day. The media drama continues, and this time the plaintiffs are asking for all of his debts to be paid before the assets are released to the buyer. They they estimated there are another two and a half million dollars in past due payables that he hasn't paid, including, get this, Keith, including $400,000 in existing judgments that he hasn't paid. How does a guy get away with not paying a judgment? I don't know. But, you know, if there's a, if there's a guy that knows how to not pay anybody, Ed's Ed knows every yeah. way to not pay anybody at any time. And so, uh, you know, I think what's, what's happened is, is that, yes, he was ordered to pay the, the music rights fees that he owed, the $1.6 million or whatever it is. He somehow mysteriously came up with the money for that, Jackson, out of the blue, after not paying it for like 25 years. But in this whole process with Judge Bernal out in the uh, Riverside jurisdiction of the uh, court here in California, they uncovered a whole host of other people who uh, Ed owes money to, to the tune of over two and a half million, plus this other judgment. So these guys are all lined up uh, behind, you know, and, and looking at Larry Patrick, who's the uh, receiver on all this stuff, and the, oper- you know, the guy that's operating the stations while you know, this is all going on, and has sold the stations while this is all going on, saying, you know, hey, before you throw all that money around to Ed, you know, you got to pay us. And so... Uh, you know, it's really down to the judge in Riverside. The state Supreme Court is not going to accept any more appeals. This is the end of the line. And frankly, when you look at this, you know, Ed's got these, they're taking away these uh, these, these really lousy radio stations from Ed Stoltz. Right. I mean, they, they don't do any revenue. They're questionable signals that, you know, there's no there there. And Larry Patrick has gotten $6 million plus 
for these three horrible radio stations. They just happen to be in fairly decent markets, so maybe VCY can do something with their religious programming in them. But this is, this is not selling an Odyssey cluster or an iHeart cluster or a Cumulus cluster. These are Ed's lousy little radio stations that he's gotten $6 million for, more than Ed could ever get for these stations. And so Ed's going to walk away with this for probably $3 million bucks. Maybe Well, maybe he's got to pay Larry. So maybe he comes away with a couple of million bucks, a million and a half. That's a lot of dough. And he's debt-free. For the first time in 25 or 30 years, Ed Stoltz will be debt-free. He won't owe anybody anything. This is like a get-out-of-jail-free card for Ed. Dude, let it happen. Well, Pay the bills. Let Larry sell the stations. Retire to El Dorado Country Club in Palm Desert, and you know we won't bother you again. You know it's a, it's a slam dunk for him. I don't get it. I don't think so either. <laughs> I, I don't get it either. Although I do think at the end of the day, the reason the plaintiff Patrick made this motion was he doesn't want Stoltz to come back to the court and say, "Well, I paid the music fees. That's what I was in bankruptcy for. So give me back the stations." So I think he's right, ginning, right. they're ginning up the extra money to make sure that he doesn't get the stations back. That's that's my thought. I will we'll see. We may have a do- another follow-up story on this in the weeks to come. We just may. <laughs> and let's hope it's the last follow-up story. <laughs> All right, now let me ask you a question. Is Amazon not the biggest single threat to local retail businesses, hardware stores, shoe stores, uh, electronic stores? It's an even bigger threat than Google or Facebook. Am I am I right in saying that? In your opinion, I th- I think that yes, I think that Amazon is the biggest threat to all business. Yeah, <laughs> but certainly to local small small local businesses and small local retailers. And I think right behind them is the threat of government lockdowns and shutdowns depending on your city or your state or or the state of COVID, right? And so that double whammy, when all these guys were told to shut down, they weren't essential businesses, they had to sell online only, or they just they just closed down, or it was they really had to restrict their hours and how many people could go in their stores and everything else. You know, local small local businesses have been crushed by the combination of Amazon and the and the government lockdowns. And so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just it's just brutal for these well, guys. Well, and Amazon and now, so, Amazon advertising, believe it or not, is the fourth largest digital ad platform. And who are they targeting? They're targeting buyers, exactly the same constituents, the same customers that local retailers want. But Cox Media Group, uh, in their wisdom, has cut a deal with Amazon to resell Amazon advertising in their local markets. And as near as we can tell, what this means is that if you search for something, let's say you go on and search for an electric drill on Amazon, they've already sold sponsorship to companies like DeWalt or Milwaukee. So that's what's occurring right now. So how does a local advertiser benefit from having an ad in that environment if they're selling electric drills? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a lot here, but I think this is this is nuts for Cox Media to get involved with it. And then you have another point in terms of why are they going to buy it from a Cox Media Group sales rep? Well, you know, my question, you know, in, 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 our, in our prep conversation was if I'm, a, if I'm a local retailer and I want to buy, first of all, I don't know what advertising you get on Amazon. I'm not that sophisticated with it. All my experience on Amazon, I've never seen, and we've shopped Amazon for five years at least, I've never seen a local retail ad on Amazon. I see manufacturer ads. I see, you know, I see the, the product ad where somebody's doing direct-to-consumer sales through Amazon, 
all the time. But I, I've never seen an ad for, okay, they're, they're going to sell me groceries, right? Amazon Fresh. But I've never seen an ad for Pavilions or Gelson's or Bristol Farms or any other local uh, grocery store chain saying, oh, no, don't don't shop from Amazon Fresh, shop from us. <laughs> you know, I, I've never seen that. So when I, so when I went and did the, uh, I shopped for drills this morning, because, you know, you said what, that's an example. And sure enough, you know, there's a, there's a couple of companies that have bought the top ad space before the search starts, but it's a manufacturer. It's not a local retailer. So apparently the next step in Amazon's business model is to go after local businesses, local retail that want to be in that search result as a place where, you know what, yeah, you know, you could buy it here or you can come into Crown Hardware or come into Ace Hardware and buy the same thing. We're, remember, we're the friendly folks at Coons Hardware down on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, yeah, that, oh, oh, that's that right. That doesn't work. Okay. That doesn't work. We've, we've been you know, there. That doesn't but, you know, work. Is it, is, it, is it, yeah, is it image advertising? If they get into product advertising, how in the hell is my local retailer going to beat the price on Amazon when Amazon is scouring prices and lowering them just to kick ass of somebody else who isn't a sponsor? It's crazy. Then you get down to the bottom of the search for your drills, and there's the five other companies that have drills to sell that have bought that little display ad, and you click on their products, and you go from there. But that's one thing that's got me curious. I'm not sure what it is they're selling to local businesses. Number two, if I am a local business... And I do want to buy advertising to get onto the Amazon platform and have people see me, get impressions. Can I not do that on my own? Can I just not sign up and do that programmatically on my totally. own? Or, or do I have to call my Cox local media solutions rep and go, hey, Jackson, I hear that you're selling Amazon. Can, I, can you put together a programmatic buy for me? First of all, these are people who don't want to talk to the radio station anyway. And number two, they're doing this all themselves on Google and Facebook Anyway, I can certainly do Amazon too. So I, I, gosh, I love the people at Cox. They're a great group. I just don't see what they're at, what they're offering to a local retail business, a local salute, somebody who needs a local solution through their, through at, you know at radio advertising and digital and events and whatever else you know Cox is selling. That how does this add to my uh, my success with them? That I can get this myself. What are they going to do for me that's better than right. what? Amazon does for me already right. directly. And I think, you know, they're just, you know, this is what we're seeing all across the media scope with radio and TV is they're trying to expand their inventory with digital offerings and in an attempt to be digitally relevant. I think they're getting into bed with some of the wrong partners. They just end up being a reselling, a reseller for all of the existing digital inventory, whether it's Google or Facebook or Instagram or now Amazon. How does that help? them stay in business how do they keep their margins up how does it keep radio alive and so i think well, it's gonna have a yeah, big and I, th back. I think what it is yeah and i think what it is is they're trying to keep their arms around these local advertisers okay because cox has got as 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 a robust digital agency capability as town square or anybody else i mean they're they're all they're all right up there okay they're they're doing all that search for you they're doing your google search and uh, search word you know search optimization they're doing facebook they're doing whatever you need they got that going but you know what hey so does iheart and you know what so does odyssey and you know what so does town square so we got to have another arrow in our quiver and we can do we can do um amazon for you too oh cool great it's just another reason not to leave the reservation because what if Town Square gets it? Right. You know, and, and Town Square, they, they're not in your market as a radio operator, but they're in your market as a digital agency. Oh, yeah, you bet. So we got to, 
So we got to keep that going. And so I think it's just, it's a, it's, they're just claiming real estate. It's, it's a big monopoly game. They're just trying to make sure they've got enough squares on the board to keep you and your retail business from going somewhere else and seeing something sexy. And then all of a sudden you become their client and not ours. Well, and, and that may um, be a, as good a reason as any. And that, you know, that, yeah. that may be a, something you could justify and stand behind. Because I don't see any yeah. other real yeah. substantial reason that it's beneficial to anyone. But we've always said that part of digital is being at the table so maybe this helps them stay at the table a little bit longer. So we'll see. Let's keep an eye on that. I'm curious to see how that develops. Okay, you know, the TV business, as you know, is normally pretty staid. Most TV stations are run by older white guys. <laughs> I mean, they are. <laughs> but CBS, in an amazing move, blew up the general management position in their top three markets last week. And that's New York, Chicago, and L.A., and uh, this really stuns me. So let's dig into the uh, that and other personnel changes. Keith, it's all yours. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> well, several months back, and I think it was more back towards the beginning of the year, the LA Times did a big expose on, on the toxic work environment in the television, in the CBS television group, starting at the top. The top two guys that run the CBS stations and CBS News. Uh, and the CBS News on CBS-owned stations. That's what we're talking about. Not the television network. This is completely different. This is just their local television station group. And it just caught everybody flat-footed. What the heck is going on? You know, it's everybody's being sexist. They're being racist. They're being, uh, you know, there's, there's harassment issues. And so, you know, the LA Times uncovers all this stuff. And so they fire the president of the CBS O&O group. They fire the guy that was running news with him. And a month or two later, they bring in from ABC a very capable woman, Wendy McMahon. And at the same time, they hire an external uh, consultant group to come in and do a study, an external study. And so this external study gets, gets done over the next couple of three months. And several weeks ago, I think it was last month, they fired the general manager of New York. And then a few weeks ago, they replaced him with the news director of of WCBS television in New York. So that was that was a, a, a prior move that was done. A couple of managers in other markets, and I don't know them right off the top of my hand, retired. So now we're down to, we have three manage, general managers that are gone. And just last week, on the same day, uh, Wendy McMahon fired the general manager in Chicago, I think his name Derek Dalton, and then and Jay Howell, who is the uh, general manager of uh, KCBS Television here in L.A., on the same day. So both uh, both those guys are gone. So you're right. Now the search begins for their replacement. But this is all stemming back from this expose by the L.A. Times, the external group that gets hired to come in by the board of directors to do the study. They bring in Wendy McMahon to run the television group, and, along with another guy that's doing the news for her. And it's just, it's just, I've never seen a shakeup like this in broadcast, certainly in television, in my lifetime, right. where they really have cleaned house almost for the entire group because they don't have that many markets. It'll be interesting to see who they hire and, and what happens here. But I was talking to some friends over the weekend and we're talking about, you know, what these guys were doing apparently over the last several years doesn't even compare to what was going on in the 70s, <laughs> 60s and 70s between, between, you know, drugs and sex and rock and roll. So I guess it's a good thing that all those bad practices are now being exposed and swept away. But it's, it's amazing that into, into the 2020s that this still existed, that this kind of behavior was still out there in some fashion, uh, was pretty scary. So Wendy is very capable. 
She's a sharp woman. She knows what she's doing. But wow, she was brought in for a tough job. And that was letting a lot of guys go, emphasis on guys, and then finding capable replacements. And I think as you and I have seen in other television groups, uh, Tegna and others, where you know the guys that are the the people that are going to be running these stations are going to come up from the news division, the news departments, um, because that's where they that's what they really that's their job these days is running local news. Let the sales manager handle the sales stuff. But what used to be the sales guys got the GM jobs, but the sales guys were the players. Right, and and you know, and the the chances that a news director is going to be a player at the same level that a sales guy is, particularly in the seventies and eighties. Is just is yep. just not there. They they were very serious nose to the grindstone. We're journalists. We don't do that kind of stuff. So I think those are going to be safe <laughs> hires, is what it comes down to. I think so. So, but you know that was the big deal in television last week. And it's like, and I, you know, it's like, whoa, nobody wants to touch the story and talk about it much. But it's a massive freaking story in television. You got we we got um, time for one more we, personnel update. What is it? You know, it's interesting to me. That Odyssey continues, Odyssey, which was formerly Intercom, which merged with CBS Radio, you know, continues to fire market managers. They blew up Denver a few weeks ago. They've had other markets where they've blown guys out. And last week, the Minneapolis market manager exits. Shannon Knopke, you know, who spent all of her life pretty much in, in, in uh, Intercom and in, 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 in Minnesota radio. She was in Rochester before she was in Minneapolis. Seems very capable she exits, which means she was fired. <laughs> um, it's not, or, or she was asked to, to leave and got the package, but she's gone. No replacement named. And the takeaway for me is, you know, another you know market manager firing firing by Odyssey. What's going on? I mean, are there managers that are pushing back on what they're being told to do? What the what the playbook is saying we're supposed to do? And some people are going, you know what? Uh, I don't agree with that, or that's not really the way I think we're going to be able to do business here. Or I, so I'm 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 watching that story, Jackson, to find out what the heck is going on inside the second biggest radio group in America and going, why are these people being, what's going on? So the ear to the ground on that one, but well, uh, God bless you, Shannon. Good luck. And I hope you, I hope you find a gig real soon because it seems like you got a raw deal. Well, curious minds want to know, Keith, what interesting media topics will we discuss next Thursday? And my tease uh-huh. is how low can the ratings get on one of the big four networks? I mean, how low is low and a hint it's pretty damn low. So, Keith, thanks for your time. Remind us where Media Insultant Podcast is available. Ah, yes, it's available on uh, YouTube on a good day. Other than that, because you want to see us and our beautiful, uh, handsome faces. But otherwise, go to Apple Podcasts, iHeart, uh, Audible, all the sources of audio podcasts. You will find the Media Insultant. Every new episode is posted immediately. Uh, so, you know, Tuesday morning, Thursday morning, you'll see our, our episodes up there. And thank you for your, uh, your downloads and your, uh, your listenership, your viewership, and, and even some of you that have become pen pals. Thank you for uh, sending us notes and, and examples of the things that we should be talking about. I know you don't want to like it, because if you like us on social media, like on Facebook or, or on LinkedIn, that will kind of expose yourself. You've outed yourself. You've come out as a fan of Media Insultant, which means it could danger your future of your career. <laughs> so I, we understand why you don't do that. But the private emails, you know, keep them coming. We love you That's guys. right, and we promise confidentiality. So, Keith, thank you so much. Have a uh, good week, and I'll see you on Thursday. See you then, Jackson. Got some good ones coming up.